7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Talk about is just that, you know, I've had a chance to come out and really talk uh, to the world and talk to the people because I've been dealing with a lot, you know, as far as dealing with the loss of the mother of my children. She was a, a significant other, a great woman, a great person. And um, dealing with a great trainer, an uncle, a father figure, Roger Mayweather. So I've been going, you know, dealing with a lot. And I've had really had a chance to come out and speak and talk to the world. Um, I'm affected by this. It hurts to see what the world is going through. But I want us to stick together and keep believing. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect. And I strive to be a perfectionist every day. But no one is perfect. I make mistakes all the time. And the only thing I can do is try to become better. But I'm here to help this world become a better place. So with everything going on, I'm going to continue to, to do my part. And I don't have to show the world what I'm doing. I could do something behind closed doors. It's not about the money. And the money that I will be giving up will be to feed the people and help the people that don't have a lot as of right now in this situation. I will continue to give back and I will never talk about it as long as as, as long as God knowing that I'm doing a good deed. That's what's important to me, to everyone in the world from Floyd Mayweather and the money team. We love you all and we'll, we will always be there for this country as well as this world. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On uh, tonight. Uh, with me, Tabi Somosia, Katlech Modiba, and Timothy produced the show, and Sylvester Komane is our technical producer. Well, we've just heard from uh, the money man himself, Floyd Mayweather. A lot of people have been asking, what is Floyd doing? What is his contribution uh, during this coronavirus uh, crisis? A lot of pressure is being put on sports people uh, during this time, and he put out this video then a few days ago just to say that he is doing something, but he doesn't have uh, to make it a public but he is concerned, he is aware of what is going on, not only in the USA, but around the world. And he's, he's, he's saying that um, he is uh, playing his part. Well, uh, it is a Boxing Wednesday on SAFM. And tonight uh, we will speak to a former boxer, Silence Mabuza, the real deal. A two-time IBO bantamweight champion, skillful fighter during his days. But he was forced to retire um, due to an eye injury. I think it was 2010 when he had his last fight. A lot of us might remember Silence Mabuza's battles and his fights against uh, the Mexican Rafael Marquez, who got the better of silence both times. So we're going to find out from him how does he look back at his career. And I believe that he's also got a boxing academy now uh, that he has started in the Easter Rand. He also worked closely with the late Nick Durant for a number of years and considered him as a father figure. So we'll also touch on that relationship. We couldn't speak to silence last week. We felt that we wouldn't do justice to the interview uh, because uh, we had our topic about um, technology in boxing and it took longer than we expected. So he's agreed to speak to us again this evening and if you have any comments uh, for silence you can send them to our whatsapp number uh, for voice notes on 0614104107 0614104107 
07. And uh, we're also hoping to uh, go to the U.S. to get the latest on a story that's been doing the rounds. Devin Henney, remember him? He handed Nomeva his first defeat. He came out the other day to say that he will not lose to a white boy ever. Now, that comment drew a lot of criticism. Uh, people saying that it's taking the spot of boxing back and Henny is dividing the community along racial lines. So we're going to speak to somebody who's been following this story in America and uh, you can send us your voice notes. Is this totally unacceptable or is it boxing or showmanship and it's part and parcel of uh, boxing? And uh, send those voice notes through and uh, to 061-4104-107. By the way, yesterday we were talking about the retro games on SABC Sport, the football games. And on the TKO Boxing Show last Friday night, they were showing that famous Atamaisela Harold Fulbrecht fight uh, of 1986 that a lot of you told us about. We even had um, uh, Mr. Dubile Mateza uh, to reflect on that fight, the controversial technical draw that cost him his job. Uh, so uh, look out for the show this Friday because I wonder what uh, TKO Boxing Show have in store for us. Uh, I'm actually going to try and text Gwanam Wabelo just now to find out what fight we can look, which fight we can look forward to uh, this Friday. Hopefully he'll respond before the end of the show. And also, before we get underway, we'd just like to dedicate this show to our colleague here at the SCBC. Uh, who passed away this morning. We received the sad news about an hour or two ago of uh, the passing of Umshobo Wenene sports presenter, Aloiso Siteke. And we would just like to dedicate this show to him and uh, send our condolences to his family and to the rest of our colleagues here at SABC. This Tuesday evening at 7.30 on SABC3 on Tropica Island of Treasure, Curacao. Go! In a physical challenge up front, teams learn that you're only as fast as your slowest team member. Dando's kryptonite is water. I'm dying on this last stretch. And the final long life charm in the competition is up for grabs. It's anyone's game. The road to fame and fortune continues on Tropica Island of Treasure, Curacao. Tuesday evenings at 7.30, repeat Saturdays at 8pm, only on SABC3. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Okay, before we speak to the real deal, Silence Mabuz, I believe we do have a voice note here around the passing of uh, Daloid Loiso Sichege. Good evening, good evening, Tabo Musia. It's a bad day, man. It's a bad day, man. Mshawanele lost a very good present. Just want to say, rest in peace, Raloid. Life of Hotman. A lot of people might not know. I used to work with actually Lloyd Loisos Check. I used to produce a show on Mshobo Wenene a few years ago, a number of years ago, and they were very, actually very close to uh, Uta Lloyd. So once again, um, our condolences to his family. Let's welcome Silence Mabuza now. We couldn't get to him last week, but he's been kind enough to give us some of his time uh, tonight as we just reflect back on his career, one of our sporting heroes of years gone by, uh, Silence Mabuza, former IBO bantamweight champion. Mr. Mabuza, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, sir, and uh, good evening to SAFM listeners at home. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited to hear from you, Silence Mabuza. But firstly, how are you doing during this lockdown? <laughs> Actually, uh, there's nothing much that one can do. Remember, now we need to listen to 
the president that has just told us that, look, the best way to fight this is to stay at home if you can. And I'm doing exactly that, staying at home and making sure that I'm keeping safe. That's good to hear. And what's your message to the people out there, Silence Mabuza, during this time? Because people are getting frustrated now. My message is very simple on this one, really. Look, we understand that it is frustrating for one to stay at home for an unusual time and hours at home. But at the same time, you need to love yourself enough to love someone next to you in terms of using your face mask, washing your hands, and actually to follow every single thing that must be done in making sure that we're staying safe. But at the end of the day, we can beat this. We are more than conquerors. We can beat this. The only important thing is to just follow through everything that is expected of us and we do the event, then we'll be safe after the end of the day. Wise words indeed there, Silence Mabuza. The last time we heard about you, I, 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 I remember hearing that you had an academy, you were training young talent in Takane, Ekoruleni. Were you still doing that before the lockdown? No, no, no. Before the, lo- before the lockdown, yes, I was, uh, I was doing that. Uh, the Mabuza Boxing Academy is there. Mm. It's, uh, it's actually operational, it's functional, it's working. But now remember, um, boxing is a contact sport, so due to the fact that we need to keep social distancing, we, we, we cannot be risking uh, the, the children's lives and allow them to go to the gym. So yes, I was still doing boxing then. And why did Silence decide to go to go this route? You know, th- 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 this is actually a very <laughs> a very strange story. I'm mm. actually laughing about this because after my retirement, I never thought I'll, 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 I'll be a boxing trainer. That's why. Uh, what happened was I was just at home relaxing and my, my, my son, he told me that now he's, he's joined boxing. I was like, wow, okay, no. Good luck, boy. And I left him like that. After a while, this boy came from the gym. Then I was like, no, I, I saw that the boy is serious now. His name is actually Mbumi. Hmm. Then, yeah, when I see him, like, I, I ask him now, look, come here. We're sitting in the dining room and I ask him, show me what you've learned. So I was so, so sad to see my son that is doing boxing for almost three months. But what I saw him doing... Then I said, no, 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 I cannot allow my son to go into the ring with what he was doing. So now I told him some of the stuff, I taught him some of the stuff. Then he was the one who actually persuaded me and pushed me that, why don't you start your own boxing gym? Mm. Then I said, look, I would see. I went out and I got one punching bag and I hanged the, the bag in my garage at home. I started training him then. Then ever since some small boys came into the, into the garage and the garage was too small, then I was like, okay, you know what? I need to get a bigger space. That's actually how the Mabuza Boxing Academy started. Inspired by your own son? Inspired by my own son. Uh, uh, For myself, I was never going to start a boxing gym. And is he still going strong, Bumi? Yes, yes, this boy. You know what? I think maybe just opened the door for other boys because he only had three fights. Then he decided to stop. Wow. And he went to singing. He's now singing. He's not doing boxing. So... I was a bit disappointed that he stopped, but look, at least he, he did open the door for other boys, and he also um, he enlightened something in me that, look, I actually love boxing. He just said I was frustrated by the way my boxing career ended. Is Mbumi, is it, is it, is it also Andile? Because there was a story in the city press that your son Andile is a boxer. No, no, no. Andile he was one of my boys. Oh, he was just one of your boys, not your son. One of my boys. Yes. Oh, Mbumi was your son. Mbumi was my son. I actually had son. A boy, I, I do have a son that is Andile mm-hmm. who boxed and stopped. I oh. think uh, he boxed and stopped. He also had about three, four fights. 
then he stopped. Then Andile again, another Andile was just uh, the boy from the township that we also did, did you see a little bit of the real deal in Pumi? In Pumi, yes, I did. But one thing he did not have, he did not have a big heart. Uh-huh. He wanted to be the Floyd Moyweather type of a boxer. Of it was a bit too early for him to do that. But look, I cannot, I could not blame him because like most of the boxers now, they want to be Floyd Mayweather. They don't want to be themselves. So with him, he wanted to be Floyd Mayweather. And at the same time, he did not have that big heart for boxing. So I think that's also another thing that made him to decide now. <laughs> boxing is not for him. You say you, you are supporting him now with his music, but as a former boxer yourself, as a father, was it a tough conversation? Was it, was it tough to support him? With me really, it was not a conversation per se. He just stopped boxing, and I, I actually got angry with him. I fought a lot with, uh, with him, but why did he stop boxing? But now again... I realized that, look, boxing is a, is a contact sport, that's one. So if I'm going to box, force him to do boxing when he does not like it, if something happens, I'm not going to live with myself. Later on, I just, I just heard that he's now joined the choir somewhere in the township, and he's, 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 he's now joined uh, the, the, the singing uh, choir. So I'm like, oh, at least he's doing something. And overall, Silence, how many boxers now do you have? Do you, are you training? Are you looking after? Currently, the team right now, registered boxers, we have at least 16. And unregistered boxers, it's about maybe 8 or 10. And what's the overall goal of this uh, academy? What, what are you hoping to achieve? Are you looking to produce a world champion? Are you looking to get these boys off the streets? Or are you just looking to give back to your community? It, 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 you actually answered, all the, or, 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 you answered my question. All those three, those are my, are my answers. Mm. Number one, for me, it is it, it, to, to get the boys off the street. Remember, now in the townships, we don't have much. Uh, we did not have back then uh, a lot of uh, sporting um, facilities. So at the end of the day, for me to see these boys uh, being lured into uh, drug uh, abuse and all those type of things, so I thought, look, let me just do this thing and make sure that the boys, they come and join boxing. That's one part, to get the boys off the street. And secondly... Is just to make sure that at least at the end of the day, if a boy will never maybe be academically well, at least uh, also if he can do something which is like with, in his own hands with his sports, then maybe that can help him. And overall, uh, not really looking at uh, developing a, a champion because look, that, that that's a way too 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 high for me to, to aim for. But if it happens, then I'll I'll be happy. For those who've just joined us, we're talking to Silence Mabuza, former IBO Bantamweight champion, two-time champion. Uh, we're just reflecting on his career. We were just finding out now about his academy, um, uh, Ekuruleni, where he's from. And if you have any messages or any questions for Silence Mabuza, uh, the lines are open. The number for voice notes is 061-4104-107. That is on WhatsApp. And if you prefer to call, then you can dial on 891 <laughs> SABC3 invites you to tune in on Monday and Tuesday evenings at 9.30pm for the mini-series Mother, Father, Son. The psycho-thriller is set within systems of power in politics, media and the police. All the drama revolves around a family that is pulled together under catastrophic circumstances. Starring Richard Gere, 
Remember, Mondays and Tuesdays at 9.30pm, only on SABC3. Hey, grade 10 to 12, learners. Worried about how you'll keep up to date with school work during this lockdown? Don't you worry. SABC Education and the Department of Basic Education has got your back with lessons in maths, physical sciences, English, first additional language, life sciences and accounting. Catch the learner support programs on SABC 1, 2, 3 and uh, check the SABC Education website for the exact times. SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still catching up with Silence Mabuza. Before we look back at your career, Silence, you mentioned that then the, uh, you want to give back to your community. There are not a lot of boxing gyms or academies in our townships these days. Why do you think that is? It, 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 it's a very simple uh, uh, problem, actually. Or, actually, not a very simple problem, but it, it, it's one problem that you've been, you've been experiencing for a very long time. It's a lack of commitment to our local business people, that's one. Because now, the lack of funds, even though how talented you are, if you don't get enough support, it is impossible for you to, to, to go further in whatever that you are doing, regardless of being a sport or whatever. So I think because uh, we don't have much support, we don't have much sponsors, especially in the townships, that's where the problem begins. You find a lot of potential boxers, they don't go further because of now they won't be able to do as much as their potential potentially can do simply because of they don't have much support in terms of finances or financial financial support, actually. So how are you doing it at the moment? What kind of support are you getting, or is it coming out of your own pocket? It is mainly out of my own pocket, and there and there we do have people that are, are helping out, and, and, and also we've got one uh, um, local business guy, that is helping us. Uh, his name is BJ from uh, Closer Street. That is actually helping us a lot. So now and then we, 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 we do get the assistance there and there, but mainly it's actually from my own pocket and also the boys' parents, they do contribute where they can. Okay, let's go. We've got uh, some voice notes and a caller here. Let's start with the lines. Uh, Colin from Cape Town. Hello, Colin. Good evening. Good to hear from you as always. Hi, Tabi. Yes, Colin. Yeah, I am. Uh, Hi, this Colin. may not be a question for your guest. Yes. But you know, I've been watching. I used to get up here three, four o'clock, no matter where it was in the world. South Africa, anywhere. Especially when South Africans went overseas and boxed, you know, Bob Foster and Pierre Fourier and all those guys. I even used to go right down, right down, right down. You know, I had a. I had a uh, a collection of books from 1889 from the bare fist fighters in pictures, James J. Corbett, Sullivan, and all those guys, Prima Canera, right up to Rocky Mountain in 1952. But anyway, what I wanted to ask, uh, does your guest um, ever think we'll see the type of boxing that we saw 30 years ago in South, uh, I'm talking about South African okay. boxers, eh? Specifically uh, in South Africa. <laughs> No, uh, um, um, what's it, baby Jake Maslala? Oh, that guy. Uh, you couldn't keep your eyes off him. He just came to you for punishment. But uh, our boxing seems to have gone down. What's, what's happened? 
That's a like good question. It. That's a very good question, Colin. Thanks for that. And I think it goes to our guest here. Silence Mabuza, what is your take on the state of boxing at the moment? And what do you make of Colin's question? How do you answer that? Well, that's actually a good question. And, and, and unfortunately, it does not have a straight answer for one simple, for one simple reason. Uh, when, when you're talking about life now in general, everything mm. evolves. So now, for me, to say boxing is not in a good stage, in terms like our boxers are not doing very well, or try to compete our, 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 our boxers today with uh, the boxers back then or the boxers in our era, it will be doing uh, injustice to our boxers today. It will actually be killing their morale. But at the same time, there are factors also that makes them not, for, for, for us actually to think that they are not doing that well, simply because now, back in the days in our times, when we were in the gym, You'll never find a boxer going into the gym with a cell phone. But now you find boxers in the gym, they're taking selfies. Hmm. In your actual gym, they'll be taking selfies, they are posting, they're doing all that, but now I'm not going to blame them, simply because now, remember, social media is part of self-marketing. They are marketing themselves. But now they don't have that in, 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 in a right format. You need to set time that, look, now it's time for doing this, now it's time for training. They don't want to train so much. They don't want to train so hard. I've got a lot of boys that they ran away from the gym because they felt that I was training them too hard. Mm. They don't want to train too hard. They don't want to train too much. They don't want to put enough time into training. Yet they want to be, they want to be the best. So I think it's not actually... We don't have actually one thing that we can say because of this, our boxers today, they are not as best as the boxers there. No. In their time now, they are the best. But in comparison, they won't be as better as the Easter boxers. Colin says there's something missing these days. Do you agree? I 100% agree, yes. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a former two-time boxer. I've got a boxing gym. But sometimes I'll, 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 I'll watch on TV and watch boxing and end up trying to, like, and I'm trying myself to trying to push myself so hard not to sleep, simply because you're looking at this and you're thinking, but these boys, did they actually train? What are they doing? But at the same time, I am not going to blame them because boxing is not only a boxer that is involved. We also have trainers. We've got coaches. There's a lot of people that must make a boxer to become what he is when we see him in the actual fight. So yes, something is really missing. And one thing that is missing, it's time, it's dedication, and it's hard work, which our boxers today, they seem to be lacking. Okay, we've got a few voice notes for you, Silence. Let's uh, play them. Uh, good evening, Tabuso. This is Brian from Nibopo. I just wanted to ask your guest in relation to his eye injury and, the, and his experiences, having also experienced the same type of thing. I know it's very painful and difficult. How did he deal with... Um, Shoulda, coulda, woulda's those late nights when you kind of thinking about the incident or whatever it may have caused your injury that stopped you, the things that you're doing, and how do you, how do you deal with the, the the nightmares, the pains of those things, uh, and getting over them? How did he? How was he able to get over that? Thank you. Silence is a good boxer. And he has made a good decision not to force his son to follow such career. Children have uh, plenty of uh, 
sports that they can choose from and sometimes <laughs> things that they love or what they like so it is good to support the child on whatever career or hobby he pursued to and good luck to silence to his academy i wish he can extend that to the rural areas of mpumalanga because hey I have a thought there's no boxing in Pumalanga. Actually, our sports level is zero. We are not climbing the ladder on sports. Thank you very much. Good evening, guys. Jack here in Nelsprite. Thank you. Good evening to you and your guest. Back in the days, Dingan Tobela, Tap Tap Makatini, Baby Jake, and your guest, they were heroes. They showed us the real essence of boxing from the days. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, hi Tabi. So um, over the years, we've hardly had any, any, any boxers coming outside of the Eastern Cape from other provinces being champions. And of course, I will be biased in this because I'm from this part of the side. And what is his take about that? And does he feel the need to challenge like the the boxers that come from around East London or maybe in the Eastern Cape in general and with relation to working with young boys, what is his uh, tool, what is his plan in order to produce these boxers that come generally from other provinces? It's uh, AP here from East London. Okay, thanks AP in East London. Let's start maybe from there. Uh, I think the last part we've already covered why why he's starting the academy. But he says, uh, Silence, that a lot of boxers are coming from the Eastern Cape. Are you planning to challenge those boxers? And why do you think that is also? Uh, I'm not going to say a lot of boxers are coming from Eastern Cape. But a lot of champions, like you said. A lot of champions. Yeah, yeah. Look, a lot of champions used to come from Eastern Cape, especially even Danzan, where they will, even myself, when I was I was still an actual boxer, we will call him Danzan, the, 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 the home of champions. Mac. That's where most of the champions will come from back then. But but but, but looking, at, looking at it now, the, the champions are all over. Now, we're not going to be saying in Danzan, FSA, because now most of the boxers from M. Danzan, they've moved to Jobek mm. in the place of gold. So now that that's again, it will go back to my my saying that boxing. We're not only looking at a the boxer. There's, there's a lot of things behind that management part. In Iceland, they had good boxers. Lack of management, lack of financial support. Coming to Jobek, less boxers in terms of talent, but management was there. Money is there. Sponsors are there. Hence, most of boxers will come from Iceland to Jobek. We had a lot of boxers from Iceland, and if maybe not. 10 of boxers from Iceland in, in Nick Durant's team alone, yes. then you'll see that something was not was not okay. Okay, the other comment was, uh, well done on supporting your child. You have support support them in whatever they want to do. We actually spoke to Hendrik Ramala a few months ago, and he's a runner, and his son is a swimmer, and he said it was hard, but he's now fully behind his son, who actually swims now for South Africa, and he went uh, to the, I think it was the Junior African Champs uh, there. Um, then there was a question from, oh, Jack, we've noted your concern about the lack of boxing in Mpumalang. I think that's where we're going to go next. Thanks for that. Um, heads up. There was a question from Brian Silence about how were you able to deal uh, with your eye injury. I mentioned at the top of the show that if I remembered correctly, your career was basically ended by an eye injury. I think your your retina was detached at the time, if I remember. Um, is Firstly, is that is that exactly why you retired and what did the doctors tell you at the time? 
Yeah, actually, my 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 my, my problem with the, my my eyes is it's not something that started 2010. Mm. 2010, it was it's when my boxing career ended. Mm. But I think if I can recall very well, it's the problem with with the eyes started 2006, mm. where I went for my first uh, eye op because my my retinal detached 2006. That was even before I went to fight uh, against um, the greatest uh, Rafael Matez. So, but now I managed to to to, to look. I, I had a very a, a, a very brilliant trainer and a motivator in Nick Durant. So, mm. I managed to go to, to box through up until 2010, where now like my eyes like they retired themselves and like look, we cannot take this anymore. We're done, and I could not like help it but it started maybe 2006 was it was it a tough decision was it was it tough to accept that you can't fight again because of your eye yes it was and and and, and the way it happened actually i was i had signed to to, to fight for ipf elim, elimination because now uh i think it was it was yoni perez yes yes in 09 he was he was an ipf champion and due to weight problems then ipf was vacant but now with IPF and, and their rules, before you can fight for your actual uh, world title, you need to fight elimination. So I, 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 was, I was supposed to fight for that elimination for IPF against um, Simpio Nungai, which was my former amateur, <laughs> uh, amateur, amateur friend. And even in, in Nick Durant's gym, we trained together for a very long time. We went overseas together. We traveled a lot together in the national team, South African national team. So... I had actually signed to fight for an elimination fight. Then obviously IPF will order you to go to medicals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went to uh, for my medicals, and the doctors told me, "Look, unfortunately, we're not going to allow you to fight due to your eye situation." And and I, we tried to convince them that, "Look, we'll try and, and defend as much as we can." But they told us, "Nope, it's not going to happen." And we even told them, look, the guy that we're going to fight against is a guy that will never even go past five rounds. <laughs> is that the golden master? <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend. I'm the, sorry, it's pure nice. But anyway, that's what I'm going to be like. Because I've known the, boy for, for the guy for a very long time. Yes. But still, unfortunately, the doctor said, look, I, I'm, he, he was not willing to lose his practice license just because of just one boxer. And he was also saving my, my life. So... That's how it, it happened, and it was a very, very, very sad story of my life. Even how, today, it is. How were you able to pick yourself up, Silence? I, I saw in one interview that you did, you said that your wife came through for you, and she helped you a lot with the support here. Sure. You, you know, this, this is one thing that I, 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 I can't believe. Like, my wife, she, she, she told me one thing. She actually asked me a question. Would you rather go to fight? Come back and don't and don't see your children and raising your children without seeing them, or would you rather stop fighting and see your children growing up? When I was quite tears and and, and I, I just said to myself, look, it's obvious. I want to see my children growing up. I want to be there, see them grow, and that, 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 that's when I started slowly but surely building myself up. But but definitely, I was depressed. I, I went into depression. I, 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 I cried a lot. I, I stayed almost maybe three months without going out socially. 
I, 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 wow, you know, it, it was hectic. It was hectic. You've, you, you've mentioned Yoni Perez. How much damage did you take in, in that fight against Yoni uh, Perez? Maybe that then uh, made your eye injury worse because you're saying that it was already there at the time. Yeah. With, with Yoni Perez, actually, there was no damage that was taken. Mm. One thing that happened with Yoni Perez. Now, I went into that fight with one eye. My, it was my left eye. I had a silicone oil. I was supposed to go and remove the silicone oil and already I had signed for the fight. And now if I go and remove that thing, it might happen that I am not going to be able to fight. So what we did, we decided with me, let's look, we're not going to disclose that I've got a silicone, eye, a silicone oil in my eye. We're going to go in there and fight. So we went in there to fight with the silicone oil in my eye. And I told Nick, round number three, that look, Nick, this silicone oil now, because it was the silicone oil was meant that it, it was, it, it were blood floaters all over my eye. So now the silicone oil was supposed to trap all that blood floaters, put them together, and when they take the silicone oil out, and they will, the, 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 the blood floaters will be taken off also, or as well. So now, whenever I was, I was fighting there, remember now the punches and stuff, mm. and now the blood floaters were all, all over my eye now, I could not see anything. Round number three, I told Nick, Nick, the worst has just happened. What now? This, this eye, I cannot see at all, at all. It was blank, blank, blank. We managed to go through up until round number 12. So there was no damage caused by, by, by Yoni Perez's fight, actually. We went in there already been... Uh, but w- why did you go ahead if, if you were not feeling it? If, you, if you, were, you, you, you felt that from round three you were in trouble? I, I, I went ahead simply because from round number one, I, I saw that Yoni Perez was not a danger. And the fight plan was, I'm going to fight in fight. I'm not a boxer that will fight in fight. I don't know how to, 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 to fight that, that way. But now round number one, I felt, no, no, he's not a danger. We went in round number two, he was not a threat. Then obviously round number three, I was on top of the game. I was on top of the fight. So now for me to now say, no, I'm stopping, it was not going to happen. And I don't, I don't think any boxer will stop. Once you're in, you're in. Mm. Yes. So I was in. I had to finish what I started. Okay. We, unfortunately, we're going to have to, to leave it here. The ministers are talking right now. But before we let you go, silence. Rafael Marquez beat you twice. Do you, do, you, do you still feel you lost to the better fighter? Why did he get the bet, best of you? Rafael Marquez did not meet, beat me twice. Point of correction. First, oh, the first, first one was stopped. First fight. Yes. First one, yes. accidental headbutt. Yes, yes, Second yes. one, he beat me fair and square. That I admit. But look, Rafael Marquez, he was the best pound for pound in Bantamweight in the whole world. Then I had to go and fight him and face him. That's when I realized now that, look, at the end of the day, Salis Mambuza was the best to even be squared up against Rafael Marquez. And I went in full 10 rounds with Rafael Marquez. But then, remember, the eye problem. Both of my eyes were coming from, from operations. So mm. it was just a mission impossible for me and Nick to even take the second fight with Rafael Marquez. Silence. But we did anyway. Silence, you're going to have to excuse us. We really apologize for doing this to everybody who's listening, but uh, we have been informed that the ministers are going to speak now and uh, we have to take it live as SAFM. I'm sure we can all understand that.